Hey there, Moonwalkers. Welcome to another episode of Moonwalk Talk. All your energy into your feet. Throw it out like fire. Welcome to Moonwalk Talks, the number one Michael Jackson podcast in Tucumcari, New Mexico. Only there. Here on Moonwalk Talks, we chat about everything Michael Jackson. Uh, my name is Jenkins. I'm the 1,693rd greatest rapper of all time. Check the statistics. It's true. Uh, you can check me out at Jenkins.net. Um, also, follow me on Twitter at WhoJenkins. Follow at Moonwalk Talks on Twitter. And share MoonwalkTalks.com with your friends. Yeah, I got the URL now. MoonwalkTalks.com. Uh, we're going to go straight into it. It's just me this time. I'm just going to, you know, I decided we're going to do a top 10 episode. And it's, so it's just me. Um, no guests this time. This is the top 10 Michael Jackson songs that you may not know. All right, now see, everybody knows the singles like Bad, Billie Jean, or Black or White. Um, but there are some amazing overlooked songs from the whole catalog of Michael Jackson, and I just wanted to share with you some of my favorites. Now, before we get started, here's a disclaimer. Okay, top ten lists are stupid, okay? Because it's just based on one person or a small group's personal opinions. So know that this is my opinion. Uh, you don't have to like it or agree with it. It's fine. Seriously, it's, it's really not a big deal because you are more than welcome to have your own opinion. This is just my opinion. Uh, there's nothing wrong with having your own. Uh, these are just the songs that I chose. But please feel free and post your own opinions in the comments and let me know what your top fave Michael Jackson songs that people may not know. Also, you got to remember that not everybody is an MJ fanatic, okay? I may be one. You may be one. Uh, you may just be a casual listener. While you and me may know every single song and every single album and every unreleased everything of Michael Jackson, most people don't. They kind of just know the ones that are on the radio, or they seen the video, they kind of grew up with them, or maybe they have one of the albums when they grew up, they didn't get all the albums, you know, the good thing about Michael Jackson was that he transcended a bunch of different generations, and so, try not to get all hipsterish just because you know these songs already, okay? Now, when I did this list, I had to give myself some rules, or it would end up being like a top 30, and I need to compress it down to 10, so here's my rules. One, no unreleased tracks, Okay? He has so many tracks that have uh, haven't been released yet or in a vault somewhere that people may have heard before, but they're not on the internet. So I'm not going to use any of those. Also, I'm not going to do any remixes. I'll do another top ten list for that. Also, I'm only going to put one song per album because there's a bunch of different and there's so many songs on each of the album that I could have picked. So I have to just choose one. And um, I'm not going to do a song with a real short film. Like I'm not going to do one with a real music video that Michael Jackson actually made. Okay, so those are my rules. Let's get down to the list. Number 10. Somebody killed little Susie, the girl with the tune. Who sings in the daytime and noon. The 14th track from the second book on the History album, his story album. I think this haunting song gets overlooked because the song doesn't really start until about three minutes in. It starts with a long choir singing and then goes into a little girl singing with a toy box. And then some music starts and then the first line starts with Michael describing a child getting murdered. 
It's real creepy. Uh, the story is extremely sad, and it never lets up as it explains what happens to this poor child. I read a couple of different accounts of what the story may be about. Uh, some sources say it was a real story about a little girl in the 1970s whose family were incredibly unfortunate. The father left when she was born. Mother was a drug addict that died of an overdose. Her sister died in a car accident. And then her grandpa um, has uh, custody over her, and he abused and raped her. And then one day when she was upstairs listening to her music box, some thieves busted into their house and attacked, and attacked, and attacked uh, little Susie and beat her relentlessly and tossed her down a flight of stairs, killing her. The only person who cared was her neighbor who cried as the police were investigating. Um, supposedly, Michael Jackson wrote this song in 1979, but recorded it for the History album. I also heard that it might have been about the little girl in the red dress from Schindler's List. Uh, if you've seen the movie, it's in all black and white, except for this girl, this little girl is in a red dress. You see her throughout the movie um, alive in different parts, and then later you see her dead on a pile of bodies. Fashion souls lift her with Behind the Mask, um, one of the only songs that was actually sung by Michael from the posthumous My uh, album Michael. It was recorded during the Thriller sessions when Quincy Jones had heard the Yellow Magic Orchestra version, which you should check out as well. I really like that version as well. Um, I really enjoyed the funkiness of this track. I don't think it would have fit in, in any of the albums, um, but it's just such a fun track that Michael seemed to really enjoy, you could tell from his singing. Um, Greg Fillingaines and Eric Clapton also both recorded versions of this song, and they're worth a listen as well. Um, I think this track gets overlooked mainly because not a lot of people really listened to the album Michael. Um, it had the backlash from the fake MJ vocals. And, you know, it's like it just wasn't, like, not a lot of people buy the albums of when when uh, an artist dies. I mean, of course it sold well, but not not by the general public, mainly by the crazy MJ fans like myself. But I do believe the song was a great addition uh, to this album, even if it is a bit underproduced. Number eight. Tabloid Junkie. Okay, this is also from the history album, His Story. I know I said I was only going to do one song per album, but it's my list, and I do's what I wants, okay? <laughs> no, like, it really is such a, like, it, it needed to be on this one, because it, it, it's really one of those album, uh, songs that most likely got skipped on. I don't really know a lot of people that know a lot of the tracks for the History album. It's like, since his, since his, you know, Thriller was, of course, the most popular one, and everybody knows that that album. Bad was another one that's really popular. Dangerous, you know, 
was was another really popular album, but it's the start of the the decrease of when people really started listening to Michael. So History was the next album after that, and Scream was massive, but I just don't think that a lot of people took the time to listen to a lot of the songs from the History album. And there's some good, really good ones on there, and Tabloid Junkie is definitely one of the shining examples. Um, it's a, it's the song. It's it's fantastic and it's well put together, and it's it's about Michael's struggles with the press and paparazzi. Um, I love the melodies and the harmonies. They flow over the, the the banging kick and snares. It's like it's 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 awesome, and I like how he kind of addresses uh, the homosexuality claims, like people thinking that he's gay or um, any or those kind of things. And you know, it's just a cool message all around that you know if if you don't if you don't feed into it, you know, it's like they can't they can't keep going. It's like you're the like the general public's the reason why these these tabloids keep doing what they do is because. We don't, we, we eat into it. We, we feed it, you know? And he's just saying stop. So I think this track Wild Man. Simple enough. Uh, it's, the, it's, it's the fourth track on the Dangerous album. This, this song is just plain f***ing good. It bangs. Bangs. Plain and simple. Um, it's, such a, it's such an awesome song that I don't think a lot of people have heard or really remember regardless of how popular Dangerous was. I wanted to put Who Is It uh, from Dangerous on this list, but it has a music video. And She Drives Me Wild didn't. So go check that one out. Put your hand out. Um, I always thought this was a fantastic song. It has such a catchy hook, and anytime I hear this song, I end up singing it all day. <laughs> it just gets stuck in my head. Um, I guess it just never really got where Michael wanted it to be. It just never got there because it failed to make the Bad Album and the Dangerous Album, even after numerous reworks. Um, but it was eventually released on the Ultimate Collection, and uh, it was released as a promotional single for Pepsi in 1992. It uh, didn't last long there, though. Also, if you watch the Dangerous Tour footage, you can hear the piano part played on one of the intermissions. And I also use the instrumental of it as the ending music for my podcast. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great song. Uh, go check it out. I'm most likely it'll get stuck in your head. Number 
number five. Love never felt so good. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. You've heard the Justin Timberlake version or the other, uh, the other version that was done by I forget his name. Um, but this is the original version. Okay, it's the untouched, just Michael singing with the piano. Um, it was released in the deluxe version of Escape. Um, I, I just, I think this song is so fantastic because you get to hear Michael with just a piano. You know, like like a lounge singer. It doesn't have crazy production, no expensive producers and engineers. It's just MJ and a piano. I, I just, I, that, that's amazing to me. Um, he's singing this lovely classic sounding tune. It's refreshing. I, I think it, I just think it sounds good. Um, it was recorded around the Thriller era, I believe, and it was uh, originally released by Johnny Mathis in 1984. Number four. One word, one word to explain this, just epic. The song is just plain epic. Um, it was released in the Blood on the Dance Floor album, which is, you know, supposed to be history in the mixes, but none of the, like, none of the songs were remixes. They kind of remixed themselves. There were never remixes from the history song. But um, this song, oh man, it, it begins quietly with like this soft piano chords in the distance, and then it has like this comforting oboe, I think it is. And then it builds with these piano chords that are reminiscent of the James Bond theme. And then Michael starts to sing about ghosts and haunting sounds. And and then when that hook hits, I mean, it just goes BAM! Michael goes all out with the, you know, with his powerful, grungy voice that he was just so into that he was so into doing in the 90s. He just the song the song it just continues to build and build and build all the way to the end, you know, as Michael belts out with this epic range that he has. Um, unfortunately, it never quite reaches the epicness that earth song did uh but i just dig the music better in this one it just was it was a lot i don't know the music to me and the, and the, the sound was a lot better in this um i read that he originally wrote it for the adams family movie sequel which is kind of crazy but it never made it due to contract conflicts and they instead went with tag team uh the, with their song adam adam's family Woomp. now i know you guys remember the Woomp. there it is guy that Woomp. there it is Whoop, there it is. Okay, well, they did the Adams Family one with Whoop, Adams Family, there it is. Whoop, <laughs> Adams Family, there. Yeah, that's what they went with. It's it's real. Go check it on YouTube. It's real bad. Anyway, this song, Is It Scary? It, it, it's always had a big part in my heart since I was a cheerins. Um, It seriously shaped the way that I created that I create music. I just... I don't know. And I, I especially love the, uh, some of the lyrics in this one. Um, I never really cared for the haunted house lyrics. Uh, like when he was like, you know, you know, 
creeping through the door or whatever, you know, rocking in the chair. I just those those are the things were always kind of uh, corny to me. But some of the lyrics in this, I th- I believed uh, to have more meaning from Michael to his audience. Uh, you should just give him a listen. I'm gonna be not a big fan of the Invincible album. Um, I think this is one of the albums that is definitely a hit or miss with even Michael Jackson's most hardcore fans. And all the controversy and problems surrounding Michael and Sony at that time seriously left this album overlooked. Yeah, see, it sold 20 million copies, but in Michael Jackson world, that is a flop. So not many people have heard the good songs on this album. Uh, so the song is Whatever Happens. Uh, regardless of how you feel about the album, there are at least two or three extremely good songs on the album, and Whatever Happens is one of them. It was a collaboration between Michael Jackson and Carlos Santana. It begins with a western kind of vibe to it, with acoustic guitars and a whistle. And it continues as Michael Jackson sings in third person, telling a story about a couple that are going through something serious. It's never clear on what the situation is. It could be a surgery, or could it be poverty? It's never said in the song, but I think the vagueness of it helps to be relatable to anybody that listens to the song. And the listener can get a sort of comfort by listening to it and making the situation their own. Number two. This is Heartbreak Hotel. Welcome to Heartbreak Hotel. So this is Heartbreak Hotel. This place is Heartbreak Hotel. Okay, now this song was originally from the Jackson's album Triumph. This Place Hotel, uh, this is ultimately my favorite Michael Jackson song ever. Seriously. Um, it was one of the first songs that Michael wrote, arranged, and composed himself. Now, it's a strange tale of a hotel staff that sets up, a remote, uh, that sets up romantic nights for couples, but in reality, their ultimate goal is to deceptively tear the two lovebirds apart. 
Again, this is weird. I don't know why a hotel would do this, and I don't know in any context of how this could even be a tangible story. Uh, maybe Michael brought a girl that he really liked back to his hotel, and some groupie snuck into his hotel, and they ran the girl that he liked away or something. I don't know. Uh, the premise is strange, but the song is fantastic. The melodies and transition and music flow so perfectly well together, and Michael's voice and harmonies are just perfection on it. It was originally titled Heartbreak Hotel, but was changed due to the Elvis Presley hit of the same name. Now, Michael claimed that he he didn't know about the Elvis song, but, you know, whatever, Michael. <laughs> I, I, I think he knew. Um, but now, while it does get sampled a lot in hip-hop music, and it reached number two in the R&B charts in, in the 1980s, as well as being released on three different MJ albums, and being included in the Immortal Circus LA tour, it's still a little lost jam in the Michael Jackson catalog. I couldn't tell you why this is my favorite Michael Jackson song of all time. I just seriously love this song. I think a lot of it has to do with how, how, with how much Michael seemed to love this song, as it was the only Jackson song he continued to perform live all the way into the Bad Tour, which is my favorite version of it. It was uh, released on the Bad 25 bundle. It's fantastic. Check out both versions. Uh, man, it's literally my favorite song of, of Michael's of all time. of an unreleased track kind of but i absolutely love this song okay it's not it's, it's really a demo okay if you didn't know michael jackson's most popular song of all time about zombies and werewolves thriller was originally gonna be a run-of-the-mill post-disco track called starlight to me this demo is amazing it shows that you seriously have to work for perfection and that's in music or in anything in your life see starlight wasn't right it wouldn't have been as big as thriller and they knew that so they worked on it and everybody should take note. You should put the time in, get professional opinions, rework things, make things better until it's ready. And when it is, it will take over the world in a way that you would never have imagined. Um, all of these songs are easily available online, so I encourage you to go listen to them in full. And also, I mean, make your own list of Michael Jackson songs that the general public might not know about and share them with the world. Put them on your Facebooks and your Twitters. Like I said, top ten lists are dumb because it's just opinions and everybody has one. 
But our goal as Michael Jackson fans is to keep his name alive for generations of new music listeners and fans. And that's what I intend to do with this podcast. Once again, my name is Jenkins. Thank you for listening to Moonwalk Talks. You can check me out at Jenkins.net. You can follow me at WhoJenkins on Twitter and follow at Moonwalk Talks on Twitter. And you can go to MoonwalkTalks.com now. MoonwalkTalks.com. Thank you for listening, and please don't forget to smile.